What's up, everybody? How you doing? How you living? This is Austin Cunningham, and today I am joined with Justin Treese and Riley O'Brien. It's been a little bit since we've been together, sat down, and had the opportunity to record. Um, life happens. Treese somehow is not somehow, excuse me here, has been working on a major project uh, that is going to help save lives, is going to help rescue people, and is going to make a difference. So we kind of had to push the podcast back because human lives are over this podcast. We definitely got to go ahead and rank that ahead of what we do here. But, boys, it's glad to be back with you. How have you been? Not too bad, man. Happy to be back. And, I mean, it's it's been a, like a good time since football season isn't here and it's kind of slow time. But I've missed being on with you guys. Yeah, I agree. Uh, Austin, it was awesome as usual. What was that yesterday, your fourth time joining the uh... Matt and Mello and John. Uh, yeah, it was my third time. So Matt Matt Miller from Bleach Report and his brother Mello, um, they have a radio show that they do down in the Joplin area, which is where we're all from. Um, it's their mic'd up show on Fox with Fox Sports. So it's a pretty cool opportunity. They asked me to come down and fill in for Matt a couple weeks ago. And Matt was like, hey, it's pretty cool. Would you like to do it with both of us this next time? And I was like, sure. Last week went well. And then they asked me to come on again yesterday. Um, which would be two days from now for you guys. But yeah, it's been awesome, man. Great opportunity. I've been loving getting to do it. And if you guys have time to check it out, definitely do it. Yeah, just totally skip over the uh, NBA team segment. Right, right, Austin? <laughs> hey, dude. <laughs> I was just now starting to think I was getting away from it. I had someone vote for my team yesterday, and I didn't even realize it. I just automatically thought he had just said Austin as in like, dude, what are you doing? not I'm voting for Austin's team to be the best. So I responded and I was like, dude, like I get it. My team's not that good. And he was like, well, I was actually just kind of hoping that your team would win. I was like, oh, dude, thanks. My bad. <laughs> oh, like, oh, thanks. Yeah. So for all of you that aren't going to have time to listen to it, uh, he just totally skipped over uh, Jokic on his team and chose Hassan Whiteside and Julius Randle instead. Let's not choose the all, the all NBA guy. The Julius Randle is fine. It is fine. I actually like Julius. The white side, I was living in about two years ago when the guy was getting triple doubles with blocks. <laughs> Haven't paid attention to him the last two. And I looked up his stats just to try to be able to, like, hopefully back myself up a little bit. It's absolutely atrocious. They're overpaying that guy <laughs> too much money in Miami. It's yeah, bad. Like, like, he's not even in the game in the fourth quarter most of the time. Yeah. Hey, all right. So we're going to go ahead and move on from that. Um, I've got enough body shots here. I don't want any more from you guys. But uh, let's go ahead and jump right into our episode here with the Trace Ivia. Uh, what do you got for us this week, man? All right. We are going to talk about, out of all of the teams in the NFL, which teams running backs led the NFL in touchdowns? So this is receiving or rushing. Austin, put your phone away because I see that you're trying to cheat. No, 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 no. I'm going to say the Patriots, Saints, or Chiefs. Okay. You have two of the three teams correct. Which is yeah. going to be the Saints and the Patriots. The Saints and the Chiefs. It's See, not I was, the Patriots? It's not the Patriots. Wow. I, w I was going to say the Chiefs uh, because of Mahomes' 50 touchdowns. And then an episode or two ago, I asked about their running back production. Austin, you said it was still pretty good. So Chiefs was going to be my answer. The Rams would be the other one with Gurley. Good job, dude. You just yeah. named the top four teams. Wow, that was an easy question, apparently. No, I just, 
been starting to pay attention and listen a little bit deeper into the question. I mean, if, I knew like with the Rams, Todd Gurley, the Saints, they had a duo there. Um, the Patriots, I definitely thought would be like one of the top two, which is James White. I mean, that dude. You know when he's there, he's going to catch the ball and make something happen. And then with the Chiefs, I mean, any Andy Reid-led team, their running back's going to do great. Even with Kareem Hunt being gone, I think I've said this before, Damian Williams had like 13 touchdowns in the last six games. Yeah, so number one was the Saints with 27 touchdowns. Number two was the Chiefs with 25. The Rams were third at 24. And the Patriots were fourth with 23. So, AC dominating that one. That's the first time I haven't stumped you guys. It feels I, good. It I feels really I felt, good. I felt good about that one, too. <laughs> like, I'm going to sit up a little higher in my chair, you know what I mean? Kind of stretch out what neck I have, stretch yeah. it out a little bit, and Absolutely. hold my head high with some pride. Any other brain busters? Which, uh, so which of those teams do you guys think can repeat that this upcoming season? Um, I think we'll get into this here in a little bit, though, with, uh, with what we got planned. But I definitely think the Chiefs can. Um, you know, they've added some talent through the draft and then in the offseason as well with Carlos Hyde. I, I don't know about the Saints. The Patriots, I could see doing it. But I don't think the Saints will be there. And the Rams, man, they added a good running back in the draft. You know, we all saw that. And, Riley, you were the only one that provided a reasonable explanation on why that might have been a good idea for them. That's kind of where I'm at with it. I think the, the Chiefs and the Rams would be the two teams that will stay up there. And you're going to you're gonna just say that I'm saying this just to piss you off, AC, but I'm not. So the team that was fifth in touchdowns from running backs was Chargers. the Chargers. Yep. <laughs> and I actually think that they'll probably be at the top next that year. Make, that's really good. Austin Eckler or whoever's behind yep. Melvin Gordon. I don't know. That Austin Eckler kid does not get talked about enough, or maybe I just don't hear about him. But there's something about him just being on the field, and when he gets the ball in his hands, it's not like he'll he, – is that electric? He just has that presence to make a play and be in the right spot at the right time. Yeah, and it's kind of like the t- Darren Sproles, right, of the old mm-hmm. days. Like, just he just is always finding ways to make big plays on third down or finding the end zone and shit like that. I actually watched a video on Instagram the other day of when uh, Sproles scored the touchdown in overtime against the Colts in the playoffs that got the Chargers to the AFC Championship game. And they're wearing those baby blue, and they were awesome. Yes, it was a long time ago, dude. No, I was thinking Sproles with the Eagles, not Chargers. So I was just oh. like, "What are you like? How are they even played?" But yeah, my yeah. bad. Yeah, it was like when Peyton Manning was still in the Colts. Yeah, I, I gave Trees a disgusting look there. That's why he got real <laughs> defensive. But it was uh, it was just me being mentally wrong again. Yeah, it, it's so, uh, it, it, it's not because I can see you. It's just because I can feel when you're giving me those looks at this point, and I'm just like, Austin, relax, bro. Yeah, yeah. We don't even have to be doing the podcast. Trees is just like, Austin, just relax, man. It's just half his responses in the group chat as well. It's like, <laughs> Trees, like, back off, man. <laughs> leave, leave me alone. Uh, I, at some points, I actually feel like you think that because you don't respond to me. <laughs> a lot of it's been, man, my, uh, we had a change at work, and so my boss sits, like, right next to me. So I've had, like, yeah. that extra motivated factor of, oh, work, work, work. Like, I love what I do. And so it's just like every time my phone rings, like I'll check, like my watch will vibrate and I'll read it there and then I'll respond to my mind or I'll laugh at something. And then I don't go back to it for like two days until I'm driving home. Like, oh my God, I never responded to trees here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We talked about that yesterday. Actually, I'm like, you're okay. I totally forgot to do this. And I sent the text like 48 hours earlier. <laughs> it was yep. awesome. Better late than never. Totally. Absolutely. 
All right. So as everybody knows, OTAs have been going on and they're going to continue to be going on throughout um, the first part of June. So I wanted to kind of get your guys' uh, take on your teams. What's What's been surprising? What hasn't been surprising? Any news that's worth mentioning? AC, what's coming out of AC, uh, out of Kansas City? Ooh, AC, what's coming out of KC? That's pretty cool, actually. I, I almost said that, and then I was like, ah, oh, that's going to not sound the greatest. It actually sounded pretty good. A little, <laughs> it was good when Austin said it. Yeah. Hey, maybe I'll say it again here in a little bit. But uh, I don't know if you guys have heard anything just being where you're at, not paying as much attention to the team as I have. But Sammy Watkins um, has definitely stepped up as a vo- one of the vocal leaders and has expressed how he feels so much better with his body. He feels so much more comfortable. He feels just as good now as he did when he was in college. Um, he says that he is ready to light up the NFL. He feels great. And then it was mentioned yesterday that he has taken the Chiefs' second-round draft pick, Miko Hardman, and has taken him underneath his wing and is wanting to groom him and help him become an NFL wide receiver, which is awesome to hear because that instance kind of reminds me of the Jeremy Macklin with a Tyreek Hill, just how, you know, Macklin was able to come in, know his role, and was able to help train a Chris Conley, a Tyreek Hill, an Albert Wilson when that was the, uh, the trio then. So for the Chiefs, that's been the big one. Their defense, their coaches have been very vocal. Uh, their defense, the Honey Badger's been very vocal. Uh, Steve Spagnola has been working one-on-one with players on the defense, with the linebackers and the secondary, which is great to hear. It's great to see that because with Bob Sutton, he was just him standing there telling them what to do. There was no extra teaching. And then that has started from the top and just kind of filed down with the linebackers coach and then the defensive line coach. And it's just been nothing but praise from the entire team with that defensive staff. And then Frank Clark and Patrick Mahomes have mentioned how nice it is to have that much competition on the opposite side of the ball because that's ultimately going to make them better. So being a Chiefs fan right now is very exciting, and I cannot wait for them to just get rolling into the season. What about in Detroit, Riley? You hearing anything? Uh, The news has been fairly mild. Um, I did see a video. Jelani Tavai had a – it was a good interception, but it was also a pretty bad throw. I don't know which one of the backups threw it. Um, but there's just so much hype around him for, for better or worse, just because, you know, everyone is kind of consensusly saying he was a, a reach in round two, but I'm super excited to see, um, you know, now at this point, if he's a good player, obviously it's, it's good for him. It's good for the lions, but I hope he does well. Uh, just good to start seeing some news on his name. And then outside of that, um, just some standard comments out of Stafford, just, mostly talking about how having to learn the new uh, offense with Daryl Bevel's system, just kind of helping him take his mind off of everything. There's a lot of reports that he kind of got word about Kelly Stafford's condition during the year last year, but not sure really when or where he picked up on that. But yeah, the news out of Detroit's been pretty mild, at least from everything that I've seen. For the Jags, uh, they got themselves a quarterback. Everybody, they got themselves a quarterback. That's that's the news out of Jacksonville. They have a dude that doesn't throw like duck passes every time and stuff like that. So it's it's pretty exciting times. Uh, Chris Conley is tearing it up right now. That connection with him and Foles from when they were in Kansas City is still there. And uh, I've been saying it for a while. Conley's going to be the the fantasy player you want, and I'm going to stick by that. He's been doing awesome, and 
just like the last couple of years, Fournette, he looks good. He looks in shape. He looks slim. But can he stay healthy? Let's see here. Yannick Ngakwe showed up to OTAs after missing for a little bit. He's he's there, and he's ready to play out the year. He's, he's put it in the uh, agent's hands at this point, just saying whatever he can get done is awesome. I'm a believer that they're going to get something done before the season starts and get that just out of the way. Let's see. Ramsey's still not there, but he's literally never been there at this point in the offseason. He does his own thing. He has his own – him and his dad started their own, like, offseason program type thing. So no surprise there. He's posting images of him working out and stuff. He's in shape. You don't have to worry about Jalen Ramsey. He's going to be ready to shut down Tyreek Kill week one. <laughs> Can't wait to see it. Um, I don't think Tyreek Kill is going to be playing week one no matter what that ultimate decision is. But that's something that we'll talk about at a later date. That much uh, easier to shut him down, I guess. Oh, my God. Here <laughs> we go. But uh, speaking of hamstring injuries that you had mentioned with Fournette, Nick Bosa, the 49ers' first-round pick, second pick of the NFL draft, has gone down with a hamstring injury. To no surprise to me, because when you deal with injuries in college, they're going to transition to the NFL because you cannot hide from the injury bug. And the rule is in the NFL, it's not if you get hurt, it's just a matter of when. And so that's just another th- another player to go down with injury for the 49ers. That's back-to-back off-seasons when some of their top players that they've gotten in the off-season has come in and gotten hurt. So something's got to change there. Another injury report that we don't have on our list, but uh, Ruben Foster, linebacker that was in uh, San Fran, was released You know, due to all of his issues and altercations and accusations he has then been picked up by the redskins believes to go down with an acl injury i did not hear anything further on that being officially reported or confirmed but the bright spot for the redskins is getting to see alex smith at the camp throwing the ball around that has to be good for him that has to be good for the team and i cannot wait to the day where he is able to come back and play i know you know when we first started this i had mentioned i don't think alex smith comes back after listening to Therese and for the one time that he was able to convince me, I cannot wait to see Alex Smith playing football again. I've convinced you on a lot of things, but that's for another time. Another mm. injury, Josh Allen, Jaguars first round pick. He actually is out for the rest of OTAs with a knee injury as well. So I did not hear that. Yeah. What just happened? A, just a knee bruise. He he hit knee to knee and they're just they're just basically giving him a couple weeks off just saying it's yeah. not worth it like let's not let's not make this a bone bruise that can turn into a stress fa- fracture or anything like that just just take the next couple weeks off so no, nothing major but i know that a lot of people will be like why is he not practicing in a couple weeks when they do another ota not do, another do, dante fowler 2.0 situation huh no nothing like that nothing like that at all so um but to add on to that alex smith thing it was awesome to see and one thing that i don't know if we've really brought up here is like how just like how you've always said how good he was for patrick mahomes that he's going to be the same guy for dwayne haskins absolutely and that's going to be as a redskins fan if we do have any redskin listen redskin fans that you know listen to the show you guys got a heck of a guy in Alex Smith, and you're going to hear Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid say that and the rest of the team. I mean, Patrick Mahomes was on a podcast that's very well known, no free ads here, that is very well known in the podcast world and maybe even ranked as the number one, but 
he was on there, and him and Anthony Sherman, the Shermanator, or the Sausage, whatever you want to call him, had both mentioned how Alex Smith is just a heck of a guy. Like, he's he's just a great guy. And so for you to have that in Washington with Dwayne Haskins, Alex Smith knows he's hurt. He knows that he's probably not going to get to play another down in for the Redskins as their starting quarterback. But he does know that he's going to have an opportunity to play in the NFL again. So right now, his focus is going to be helping the Washington Redskins and helping develop Dwayne Haskins, teaching him how to be a pro, what to look for, what not to do. And so that's going to be great moving forward for your organization that is in the process of rebuilding big time. Yeah, we've, we've talked about this before, but that's going to be one of the funnest divisions in football this year. So I'm excited for it. You guys think Haskins is the day one starter? Is that based on Smith's timeline for when he's expected back? Well, he's well, not playing since, this year. They've already announced that he's not he's Oh, they did. This year. Yeah. yeah, Alex Smith's okay. gone. He He's getting paid his guaranteed money, and he's pretty much going to be out of there. Do you, what, be, do you think he'll be on the sidelines? Well, yeah. games with the Redskins? So he, I mean, yeah, I wouldn't doubt it, yeah. But with, with Haskins starting to answer that question, if we know Case Keenum and any consistency there is that he starts the first couple games, does, eh, okay, maybe loses a game, maybe wins a game, and then they eventually just go with the with the young guy. I personally just think that they just go with they just go with Haskins, but yeah. Keenum has a way of finding <laughs> finding a way to start on teams in some way or another. But let's move on to this next segment. Something that I thought would be a little fun for us, and it's kind of like what are the best trios in the NFL? So for me, it's like okay, the best quarterback, running back, wide receiver combo for offense, and then for defense, best D lineman, linebacker. And DB combo for for offense. I actually wrote down like five different teams, but I will go with my top two that I think are the most exciting. Can I just real quick? Can I take a guess at what one of them is going to be? Sure. The Chargers. No, my char- Chargers <laughs> aren't on this list. Oh, really? <laughs> wow. They're on mine. That's who I'm going to say. I mean, right, honestly, go for it. Go for it. That's, that's, that's it. Great. The Chargers. But let's hear cool. yours in my bad. Sorry to interrupt. No, you're good. Um, number one is the Patriots, Tom Brady, Sony Michelle, Julian Edelman. How about the Saints with Breeze Kamara and Michael Thomas? And I know you don't like Michael Thomas. I mean, I like Michael Thomas. I just think a lot of his success is scheme. I mean, you can say the same thing about Drew Breeze. He's thrown to open guys. Yes, yeah. that's all I have to say about it. Sorry, I'm being short with it, no, but no, you're good. I like it. That's fine. That's fine. All right, uh, so you got the Chargers. Riley, you got anybody? And don't say Stafford. Come on. <laughs> I'm just kidding. He doesn't know any other team. <laughs> yeah, he's like, but that's that's the only that's the only quarterback in the NFL. Uh, yeah, Stafford. No. Um, what do you guys think about the trio in Dallas between Dak, Zeke, and Cooper? Cooper. I did have that on my list, so I like it. They were the first team that came to mind for me. Yeah. It, yeah, Dak's always that. Like, that's going to be the person that everybody kind of questions. But I think Dak's been great. Yeah. Um, so uh, I'll be honest here, real quick. I totally misunderstood how you had this written out. I was thinking like running back duos and then wide receiver trios oh, like, per team. So yeah, that's fair. Yeah, but anywho, works <laughs> out with the Chargers. It does. Philip Rivers, Gordon, and then Allen. Let's go. Yep. Yep. For sure. Uh, it's funny that none of us brought up the Saint, or I mean, sorry, the Rams with Goff, uh, Gurley, and Cooks or Woods. Eh, that's all I have to say. Hmm. Interesting. All right. Well, never mind then. I also like I also like the Packers with Rogers, Jones, and Adams. 
that's going to be with what they did for their defense this offseason. That's going to be a team, and then with the passing of Bart Starr, uh, you know, rest in peace here. That team's going to come in motivated. You know what I mean? Their their fan base is going to be paying attention. If they are going on a huge run, you, we all know that that's what the team and the organization and the fan base is going to relate it to is that he's overwatching the team and that he's there helping them get back to the top. But Aaron Rodgers is coming in motivated because he heard a lot of things this offseason about how he is the problem. You know, the article coming out between him and the head coach, they do have a new head coach. There's a new offense there. They're wide receivers. I can't pronounce the one guy's name because both both of his last names are difficult to pronounce, and we know we can't do that here, so I'm not going to even try it. But uh, I think that Packers are going to be one of those teams in the NFC North that eventually does come out on top and is going to have a pretty deadly trio that we're going to be talking about at the end of the year. So I have a little guest listener with me right now, and he just brought up another trio that we didn't bring up, and Doug will be super happy about this. But the Browns in Mayfield, Chubb, and OBJ. Absolutely. they were So when I had misunderstood this for the running back duo, that was the team I had. The same but with the wide receiver. running back trio. Yeah, with Chubb and – that's what I said. No, you said duo, but I meant, I meant trio. It was a joke about Duke Johnson because Duke Johnson right. is oh, – we knew, we knew that was coming up. I thought he got <laughs> traded for a first-round pick. I mean, how could I forget? Not a first-round pick, a top-five pick. <laughs> man you gotta love it doug we we miss you but uh we're definitely not gonna forget about you he's not dead we just he's just not here today but <laughs> let's go ahead and transition to the other side of the ball for our defense um Trish, i want you to go ahead and start here who is your best trio for defensive line linebacker and db it's the team in duval county it's easy yeah. It's Clay. It's Clayus Campbell, Miles Jack, and Jalen Ramsey. I don't think I can argue that, and I hate what I'm about to say. Let's hear it. No, I'm not going to say it. I'm going to go with my team. I think the Chiefs. <laughs> Chris Jones, Frank Clark. You got linebackers this year. You got a secondary with Fuller and the Honey Badger. Juan Thornhill is going to be the Juan that comes in and tears it up. You know, he's going to be the guy that was. He's going to be the Juan guy that was a steal of the draft. And that everyone's going to be talking about at the end of this year. So uh, I'm excited for that. I was originally going to say the Chargers, but I was like, I'm not about to pick them for offense and defense. And then listen to Trees go, oh, but they're not going to win the AFC West. And then plus, they don't really have a, a decent linebacker that I'm kind That's of That's why they about. were on my list is because I was looking. I'm like, what am I going to do at their linebacker? Like, I, I don't even know. Like, like Perryman's yeah. average. Um, they got Thomas, the guy from uh, Carolina. He's 37. Uh, but he's third. Yeah, I was going to say he's like 43. But Riley, do you got anybody before I name a few others off? Uh, no, I was hoping that Corbin could give an answer for me. I, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. What about the Falcons with Jarrett, Deion Jones, and Neil? If they stay healthy, absolutely. Yeah, going back to the Cowboys. Cowboys made this list twice for me. I mean, you got Lawrence, you got Vander Esch, and you got Byron Jones. Um, what about the Bears? Number one defense last year. You got Hicks. You got Khalil Mack. You got Eddie Jackson. Yeah, that's good. I just feel like they still lost. You know, they're, they're losing their defensive coordinator and ammo. So I don't. Th- yeah, I don't think that they're gonna be what they were. I'm just saying that that trio is pretty good. Yeah. And then Saints making the list twice for me. Uh, Cameron Jordan, Demario Davis, and Lattimore. 
Oh, I forgot about Davis there. In yeah. his Lattimore, was he as good last year as he was his rookie year? Not as good, but like he's actually one of those guys that like actually played really bad the first like four or five weeks, and then really, really kicked it up the second half of the season. Gotcha. That no. pretty much wraps it up. That was that was awesome though, dude. Good idea there. Cool. You know Thanks. what? You know what? We should we should do this in honor of Doug as well. They've got to have a good a trio there, right? You got Miles Garrett, Denzel Ward. Who do you guys think Schobert? is the Browns? They yeah. got Schobert at linebacker. That's Doug's guy. He loves Schobert. I think we all know that by now. But yeah, so give yeah. Cleveland a mention there as well. Yeah, yeah. I'm not. I'm not going to give them that mention. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Are they overhyped? I mean, are they? Yes. Yes, they're overhyped. That goes into our next segment perfectly, actually, which is betting odds. We got it. We got a Twitter question on what are some of the surefire, surefire NFL bets this season to make some money. As you guys have known, I call myself a degenerate gambler because sometimes I am. And Austin and I actually have a trip planned for sometime in the season to go down to Vegas for a weekend and uh, make a shit ton of money. And so these are some of the bets we're going to be making. But going off of that point of teams that are kind of overhyped like the Browns, they are 14 to 1 odds to win the Super Bowl, which is fifth best in the NFL. The Cleveland Browns? The Cleveland Browns. The only teams ahead of them are the Saints, Chiefs, Rams, and Patriots. So the... The four teams that made the conference yeah. championship game last year. And then the Browns. They're ahead, they're ahead of the Texans, ahead of the Colts, the Eagles, Chargers. Bears. Bears. Is this the correct, the correct term here on uh, smash the under? Yes. Okay. Well, no, not really because there's no it's not an over under question, but yeah. Absolutely. It applies. It applies. <laughs> Absolutely. So, I'm learning, boys. I'm learning. You are learning. I just think that that's like outrageous to me. I don't know how a team that wasn't even 500 last year and hasn't made the playoffs in God knows how long is all of a sudden just magically the fifth best team in the league without playing a game. No. I don't. I mean, I think the Falcons are going to have a better year than them. Me too. For those of you that aren't really aware of betting odds here, when I say 14 to 1, that means for every every dollar you bet, you would win $14. So, for example, if you literally bet $1 for them to win the Super Bowl with 14 odds and they won it, you'd get $15 back. You'd get the $14 you because it's 14 to 1, plus the $1 that you bet. So $15 gross, basically. Col or Sorry, not the Colts. Patriots are 6 to 1 odds. Rams are 8 to 1 odds. Chiefs are 10 to 1. Saints are 12 to 1. Obviously, those are the four best odds. It's hard to go against some of those. Obviously, the Patriots, it's hard to go against them at this point. We've, we've kind of all said that we think that the Saints actually make it to the Super Bowl next year. So 12 to 1 is not a bad not a bad bet there. I'm just trying to look at some like bigger odds that could make make you some money. So Austin Packers. You, yeah, so the Packers, the Packers are 22 to 1 odds. Not bad. Um just trying the to look. 49ers if they stay completely healthy, which are 30 to 1. Um wow. I, I'm shocked that this team's as low as they are. The Houston Texans are forty to one odds. They are like 
twentieth in odds right now. I mean, would that just be based on the fact of their offensive line not really being there, and then no secondary? Yeah, and probably the the injury history of J.J. Watt and Clowney at this point. I'm sure that Vegas is probably putting those into it. But, I mean, that would be a good bet, in my opinion, is a 40-to-1 odd right there. What were the Colts again? Sorry. Colts are 16 or sorry, 15-to-1 odds. So just just under them. But, yeah, that's also a great bet. Um, I've been vocal about saying that the Vikings, I think, are going to do a lot better. They're 22-to-1 odds. The Eagles? Eagles are up there. They're at sixteen to one. Cowboys, uh, twenty-two and one as well. What about the Ravens? Forty to one. Wow, Plus, they're forty to one. Yeah, forty to one. So they're they're the same. They're the same as like the Seahawks, the Texans, actually, and the Jags. The, those four are forty to one. So outside of just win totals or odds for the Super Bowl, what are other? What are the other like main? betting lines that you typically see is it mvp yeah so i didn't really look into like player odds like for awards it's just super hard to really do anything like that so i i really look at like who's gonna like division odds Mm -hmm. and the over under on on win totals is always nice to look at so i was just looking at like who some teams think are who vegas thinks are the odd winners so the nfc east they actually considered the eagles the division winners. How do you feel about that? I think that's fair. Um, I would not be surprised if the Cowboys won it at all, but I think that's who it's going to be between us, the Cowboys and the Eagles for that division. The Giants, absolutely not. And then the Redskins, they're just too far into, you know, still needing players to develop. Yeah, and what you just said is basically exactly what Vegas thinks. Eagles first, Cowboys close second, actually, and then you got Redskins and Giants kind of bringing up the rear. Look at that. I'm thinking with the higher ups. I mean, put me up there. Pay me the big bucks, boys. Yeah. The NFC North is actually super exciting because three teams are tied for the best odds. Of the NFC North? Yeah. I I bet I can guess which team is not. What team do you think is not? The Detroit suck-ass Lions. (laughs) That'd be correct. And they Sorry, are... That was a little rude. The Detroit Lions <laughs> are definitely going to be ranked at the bottom of that division this year, next year, and the year after. But if you were looking for a long shot, like that's that's the one to actually bet because the other three teams are two to one odds, so you're not really making too much money there. But twelve to one for for the Lions. So if they end up surprising everybody, that's that's some good money right there. So it was uh it was our guy Schulte that asked this question. So Schulte, put some money down on the Lions and then we'll uh we'll split the winnings that you get next year. Yeah, absolutely. Um one, you're welcome. Two, <laughs> don't forget about us when you're rich. And three, yeah. I hope you're a generous giver of your money. Oh, I think he will be, especially if we're the ones that help him if we're the ones that help him win it, right, Treese? Schulte's a generous guy. Uh, not really, but that's all right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding, he really is. Anything about like stats wise, like most touchdowns thrown, rushing touchdowns, receiving touchdowns. On that note, because I I know I've mentioned it, Treese with the uh, Treese talking about Mahomes maybe throwing for thirty five next year. Actually, Austin, I think you've maybe touched on it, but as of today, what are we? May twenty sixth. If I ask you a number right now for what Mahomes throws this year, touchdowns, what do you think? 
It's going to be number one in the NFL, I I think. But what's that number total? 53. 53 touchdowns. Yep. Good Lord. So still behind Manning's record? For one more year. Oh, he's just going to keep improving? <laughs> <laughs> That's that the seem- fucking plan, dude. That is the plan. <laughs> that seems realistic. <laughs> MVP odds... Mahomes is obviously leading the way with Breeze second. What do you guys think about Breeze being second? That dude's never won an, an MVP. I, I, was just I, don't th- s- I don't think he's actually come close either. Well, last year, I mean, he did. That's who the discussion was between was Mahomes and Breeze. But it wasn't close. Like, everybody knew yeah. Mahomes. And, and, I would, and I would argue that Andrew Luck had more hype on MVP than Drew Breeze. I think with Breeze... <sighs> I'd almost say Aaron Rodgers is going to throw more touchdowns than Breeze this next year. Yeah. I don't know, just because they don't have Mark Ingram there, so they're not going to be running it as much. Um, I don't think that they're going to want Kamara actually touching the ball 25 times a game. I, I mean, he can handle it, but I don't know. If I mean, really it's not like he's it. running it 25 times a game. I mean, a lot of that's going to be receptions. And with yeah. as versatile as he is. Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. I actually can't argue that. Surprising that Breeze hasn't won an MVP yet. Do you guys know the last MVP? How old is Patrick Mahomes, Austin? 24. Oh, he's 24? Yeah, we're the same age, so it sucks seeing it. Like, I'm happy for him. I'm glad he's playing on the Chiefs. But to look over and know that that guy's the same age as me and he's about to make $200 million is kind of like, man, this guy just lives right down the fucking road from me. Like, bro, share some of that, please. Yeah, as you were just on the couch, like, drinking a beer and eating nachos during the game. Dude, shut up. Dude, I, I'm the same way. No, man. absolutely. Like, Dude, just wait it, Wait until you're older, and then you're like, shit, these kids are, like, five years younger than me. Oh, yeah. I'm worried about that. Like, <laughs> oh, it, when, I was in, when I was in high school, like, playing basketball, I definitely knew I wasn't going anywhere with basketball. But, like, I was like, oh, you know, I got a decent shot, you know, not that bad. And then I'm seeing highlight videos of eighth graders dunking in the basketball. And I'm just like, like this ain't even fair, dude. <laughs> like, yeah. like, how? How are they able to do this four years younger than me? But oh, I'm not. It's going to be different just realizing how naturally talented some guys are and they just how easy they make it look. That's something I'm definitely starting to realize. Yeah. Who, who was the last MVP of Patrick the NFL Mahomes. at 20? No, I mean, uh, that was that young. Let's think back the last five MVP. Is he the youngest of the group? Shit, I don't know. Let me look. Don't ask hard questions. Yeah, come on, Riley. All right. Put him in the the dock, man. Put him in the dock. I'm just throwing shit out there. And, you know, 99% of the times you guys have a quick answer, good to go right away. I guess I'm just thinking because if we're talking Breeze and Mahomes, you know, that it's interesting that age gap. And I don't see, I don't know if Mahomes throws 53 this year, but I don't see what, anything that's going to slow him down. I just don't know of any other player that's won MVP in year one or two. Like, obviously, I, I don't know if a rookie's ever won it. Oh, Austin, you got something? Just take a wild guess. Tom Brady. No. No. <laughs> I, I no. No. It was Dan... No, the dude's won five or four. Like, it's a, he did like, win it his first year. Written. Like, you're going to ask a question and they say something like Tom Brady? The dude came in and replaced an injured Bledsoe. Yeah. So, what's your point? It wasn't Brady. <laughs> what? The, the, are we, are, am I answering the same question? Did we move on to a different question that I'm missing? 
No, this is why I want to ask questions like that, just for the chance that this type of reaction happens. I guess no, it's not yeah, so much I found like... the answer. The answer is Dan Marino. It was Dan uh, Marino. Dan Marino, yeah, because his second year is when he threw for 5,000 yards. Yep. Yeah. Which was in 84. Insane. Was, like, really just take a step back and think about that. In 1984, you're throwing 5,000 yards as a 23-year-old fresh into the league Running game was the premier, you know, game plan of the NFL. DBs could be all over the wide receivers. There were no freak of natures at the wide receiver position. And this guy still found a way to throw for 5,000 yards 30 years ago. Yeah, he was insane. Like, it, it's a shame that he didn't win a Super Bowl. If he won a Super Bowl, is he considered one of the great? I mean, he's already, in some people, considered one of the greatest of all time. But, like... Is he considered like really up there with the Joe Montanas, with the Tom Brady's, Peyton Manning's? Like, is he in that conversation? Yeah, I think he would be the guy that replaces the Elway talk, because yeah. Elway, you know, won back to back there towards at the end of literally the end of his career, and a lot of that's just due to his running back. But you know, when you're the quarterback in back to back Super Bowls and you make a helicopter, you know, diving play into the end zone, you're gonna get talked about. Yeah, for sure. This brings up a point I've actually wanted to get up on one of our episodes at some point. QB wins, are they a stat? What do you guys think? Okay, wait, say that again? QB wins. It, it's something that, obviously, being a Lions fan, it's, it, I see it a lot. Uh, you know, a lot of people that like Stafford and people that argue, you know, playoff wins. I see arguments to both sides of it, but from your guys, your philosophy, your, your theory with this, our quarterback wins a statistic. So you're talking about is you know if Marino wins a Super Bowl is he one of the greatest of all time? Does that make sense, Austin? Yeah. No. Yeah. <clears throat> wow, my voice cracked again there. Uh, yeah, it does make sense. Really though, for me, God dang it, trees, stop laughing at me. But uh, uh to answer that, it's kind of difficult because like I get the question, but at the same time, it's hard to put all the wins on a quarterback. You know what I mean? Like football's a team game. And so for a quarterback that has numerous wins to be considered one of the top, I don't think that's right. I mean, it's going to be primarily the numbers. And let's say Blake Bortles comes in. He got no credit for the AFC championship run. I mean, his credit that he got was he's actually making a couple throws. Like he's hitting some throws at certain points of the game. And this is not me just trying to annoy Treese here again. It's just like the reality of it. The Jaguars were winning, but everyone knew it was because of the defense. I mean, how many teams have we seen win a Super Bowl and their quarterback no one talks about anymore? I mean, the Ravens have done it. The Buccaneers have done it. The Raiders have done it. It's just that sense of wins. So to answer the question, no. Wins is not a stat that is used for a quarterback to be considered one of the best. So why is Tom Brady considered the GOAT? Well, that's Super Bowl wins. Okay, so and I mean he's made he's made numerous clutch plays. I mean he's find a way to get the ball to the open guy. Yes, that's part of the game plan and like play calling as well. But I mean Tom Brady is going to go down as one of the best football players in the NFL just due to the numerous amounts of effort and work that he puts into it. Always making the right play, always making the right throw, making the right read. Um, the fact that he's changed his throwing motion over his career to remain strong and durable for his team, not going down with significant injuries and missing major time, 
besides the fact of, you know, the year he missed because of an ACL injury due to Bernard Pollard here in Kansas City at the season opener. But, you know, like, that's why Brady will go down as one of the best. And he's in a great situation. So, I mean, you that could be a knock, but still. Yeah. I actually agree that quarterback wins is not a stat, but playoff wins is very important for a quarterback. Kind of like how you were just saying Super Bowl. And then the biggest stat for me would be comeback wins. Right? So, like, we judge them off of being down in the fourth quarter and coming back and winning or being or having a drive on the final drive of the game. You lead your team down to, to a score and then you win the game. That is what is a stat and what is important, not quarterback wins, because like Austin said, it is a team sport. So that actually kind of hurts my argument for uh, the Stafford thing from a while ago because Stafford did <laughs> such a good job of l- coming back, right, and leading te- them to a lot of wins. And I know he actually has a lot of comeback wins in his career. That's good on him. I think going back to this, I don't, this kind of like repeating all this, but for me, the whole Stafford thing is just you haven't won a playoff game and it's been yeah. X amount of years. At some point, I think that. There has to be a change. And it's not because I don't think Stafford is good. I just believe that sometimes change is just needed. The way I see it from a business standpoint is your GM and head coach are kind of like the CEO. And then like quarterbacks and offensive coordinators and defensive coordinators are kind of like upper management. And so they get a lot of the credit for wins and a lot of blame for losses and in business those are those are always the first to go right if something's not going well it's upper management or a change in the ceo and that's kind of the way i look at it no that that makes a lot of sense and i uh you know you just when you see your quarterback lead your team to a game-winning drive multiple times yeah i mean it's it's exhilarating it it's it builds belief in him uh, but yeah, at some point, I, I agree with that 100%. Like, you need to have success in the playoffs. I'm going to go back to this betting thing because I got the total, the wins totals over under for all the teams. And I'm going to go just down the list. And see, I just want you guys to say over under and if how confident you guys are in it. Okay. So we'll just go alphabetical. Arizona Cardinals, five and a half wins. Dang. <laughs> Starting off with a tough one. Vegas um, is good at their job. I'm going to say over. I'll say under. I will say but, under as well. I think that division's too hard. Rookie quarterback, I think Kyler Murray's going to be good. I really, really like that kid. But yeah, rookie quarterback, five wins, I think they'll go under. So if they do get five wins, that's a push, right? And like, no, because no, it's does. five and a half. So there's no pushing in this one. Well, so. fuck. Okay. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> uh, Atlanta Falcons, nine wins. Over. I'm also going to say over. I'll say under. I think they're a good team, but that division is, as we've talked about, probably the best in the league. Yeah, it's probably like third best in the league, but yeah, totally agree. (laughs) (laughs) Moving right along. Ravens, eight wins. Under. Over for me. Over. They're winning that division. No way. There's no way they win that division. Okay, cool. We'll we'll add that to the segment of what do you want to lose here. Absolutely. Cool. Absolutely. Uh, Buffalo Bills, six and a half wins. This one 
is over. And if you want to win money, this is the one to bet on. 100%. Yeah, over. Yes, I'm I'm actually going to write this down. Next time I'm in Vegas, I'm putting over on six and a half. That is a crazy low number to me. Yep. Panthers, eight wins. I would say over. And you went under on Falcons, right, right Riley? Yeah, and that's what I was just sitting here thinking. Which team do I really think is better? Carolina has just had such a weird drop-off last year. Yeah. I think I, Go ahead, Austin. That's why I'll say under. <laughs> I mean, outside of Cam Newton and... You know, you're running back. Your defense isn't anything. They're old. And if they are young, there's no one, you know, significant there. So Yeah, I'm going to go under just because of the unknown with Cam Newton. And honestly, this is a this is a team and a bet I would stay away from just because there's so much unknown about Cam Newton. So with, Well, with just Cam- the entire team. I mean, really. Yeah, it's true. Like, you got a wide receiver. Yeah. Samuel, DJ Moore uh chris hogan all yeah. unproven besides hogan and yeah. hogan really wasn't much in new england this past year he's just an amandola 2.0 and actually a, a worse amandola exactly yeah so at, outside of luke keekley if i say who's the carolina panthers best defensive player first name that comes to mind for you guys good question shit yeah. i'm gonna i should have said under too late <laughs> <laughs> Um, okay, this is actually, I think, is a pretty easy one for me as well. Chicago Bears, nine and a half. Over. Over. I hate to Wait, say Wait, ooh. Nine uh, and a half wins for the Chicago Bears. So you're saying uh, they're going to Yeah, I'm, I'm changing mine. Under. Yeah. There's no way. There's no I, way against the Vikings, the Packers. They play the AFC West this year. No, there's no way. Exactly. And, and the Lions play them well. I mean, they yes. don't always win, but they, they, they at least play them well. I, I think that I think that's an easy under for me. You have said that, Teresa, and uh, maybe it was even the last episode. You don't think the Bears go back to the playoffs this year? No, I don't. That's and a- Austin brought it up today. I mean, they lost their defensive coordinator, who I think is what really made that defense. Obviously, yes, Khalil Mack and some of their really good players that I named helped that defense. But Bengals at six wins. Under smashed the fuck out of that under. Yeah, under. I agree. They yep. suck ass. Which is funny because I really like their offense. Uh, I mean, Dalton's not great, but I love Boyd. I love A.J. Green. I love Mixon. When Eifert's healthy, Eifert's a touchdown machine. Is he still on the team? Yeah, he is. Yeah. Uh, But are the Bengals one of these teams? Are the Bengals one of these teams, though, that if they get off to a shit start this year, they're just going to pack it in and go get one of those quarterbacks next year? Absolutely. So maybe they'll just... Let me sign a little bit more excited about that. If they, <laughs> or let me at least try. If they do not do that, like you're just restart from the the ground up again. I mean, you're just gonna have to restart everything on the entire team. Maybe not staff wise, but top to bottom. Get AJ Green out of there. If Mixon's gonna be your guy, just pay him a buttload of money so he at least some has has some type of motivating factor. Your defensive line with Hubbard. That's not bad. Your linebackers are getting better. Your secondary is really not there either. But, man, you guys got to figure it out if you're Cincinnati because right now it has been way too long for that team to have top-level talent at the wide receiver position, mediocre talent at the quarterback position, pretty good, you know, unrecognizable talent at the running back position because everyone's talking about all the other great running backs that are currently in the NFL. you got to find a way to make it work. And if you – what was it? 
four and a half? Is that what you just said? Or six, six. and a half? Six. Six. You better hope to God you at least get six. I mean, you have to win six to stay competitive. Other than that, you're getting the number one pick or you're fighting with the Dolphins because yeah. you have too much, too many holes to fill. Exactly. And so on this bet, the way I see it is if you go under and it's a push, who cares? They're not going seven and nine. They're not. Yeah. There's no way they do. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So this is also an easy bet that I would be making the under on six. I mean, that, that team sense. gave up after the Chiefs. Like, after the Chiefs just, like, tore them up on Sunday or Monday night, whatever it was, they're like, yep, we're done with this shit. Like, yeah. checking out. Just pay yeah. me, and I'm going home. And and they already restarted this whole rebuild by going with Zach Taylor as their head coach. I mean, Which they I just, think was a mistake, but... Yeah, sure, it could be, right? But that's the route they're going, and then they just didn't feel like Haskins was the guy that they wanted. Is basically what it came down to. They clearly felt that it's either Dalton can lead us to being better than what everybody says, or we're going to be so bad that Fromm, Tua, or Herbert are better than Haskins. I, If that's going to be the mindset and you don't do well this year, let's say you're good enough to get the second or third pick, don't take a quarterback. Hmm. Take another defensive player, take a wide receiver from this class, and then wait till the next year for Trevor Lawrence and find a way to go get that top pick and get him. Can't argue that. All right, this one's fun. Cleveland Browns, nine wins. Under. I could see him getting nine. I really can. And I'm going to go under because I don't see them winning double digits. So worst case scenario, I push. So under it is. Cowboys, eight and a half. Over. Agreed. This is also a bet I would make. So the three would be the Bills... The Bills over, Bengals under, Cowboys over are three that I feel comfortable with. All their, all that top-level talent on offense is about to get paid, and so they're going to have to prove that they're worth it. Broncos and Lions are both at seven wins. Both under. Both under. I would say, yep, I agree with that, and Broncos under is one I would take as well. I feel comfortable with. That division's way too hard. They easily- I almost want to take the over for the Lions because I think they find a way to go 8-8. Eight and eight. Listen, the top 10 defense with the Lions and the offense, a new – the Lions, until they do it, then I'll start believing. But I don't think that they are – they've got more talent than the 6-10 and 10 team win that they had last year. With the Broncos, I would say under – I know, Treese, you think you, – Treese, you think Flacco, provided he's healthy, you think Flacco starts all 16 this season? Yes, yes I do. Uh, you yep. think so, Austin? Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Lock I should I, not touch the field at all unless barring injury. All right. And Broncos, I feel comfortable with under seven because I legit could see them going 0 and 6 in that division alone. Like just division games. I don't know, man. They play the Chargers well. They play, I don't know, the Broncos and the Chiefs. Like those are the two teams that when they play the best team in that division, they find a way to win. And it's very aggravating as a Chiefs fan to see that because, like, you go play Denver and you're just like, you have no idea if that's going to be, like, a hiccup game where the Broncos come out more motivated because the Chiefs and Broncos is starting to be more of a bigger rival than the Chiefs Raiders at this point, unless Gruden decides to bring that back. Yeah, you know that division a lot better than I do, so I'm not going to argue on that. And even watching the Broncos Chiefs like Monday night game, right? Like that was a very close game. That was 
week four or something like that. Like, I mean, every lost. game's close. Even when Peyton Manning was there. I mean, they yeah. lost a game because of a Jamal Charles fumble. Yeah, I remember like, how that stupid game. is that? With, but, that was, I mean, that's literally that was with like ten seconds left in the game. <laughs> or the you know the doink with Cario <laughs> Santos kicking a field goal off the the field goal post, the yep. upright. Yep. Ugh. <laughs> Ugh. Ugh. Let's move on. Yeah. Um, Packers. This one's really tough. Nine and a half. Over. Yeah, you have them winning this division. They're so, an eleven win team this year. If I, everyone's healthy. If you know their core players are healthy. Yeah. Yeah. I would say over. I'm not as a Lions fan, I'm not about to predict the Packers having a single digit win season. I expect them to hit over on this. If I say over, that's me saying that I think that the Vikings and Packers both have double digit wins. And I already said over on the Bears, so Yeah. And I know yeah. how high you are on the Vikings trees. Yeah. I, I said under North. on the Bears, right? You I said under, yeah. Yeah. Nine and a half. Yeah. I just hate this division. Uh I'll go I'll go over as well. Houston Texans, eight and a half. Over. Under. I'm saying under. This division is just so good, but the Texans always find a way to get 10 wins. Like, they are the masters at being at, like, that 10 and 6 range. I'm going to say over, but it's not something I'd feel comfortable with betting. The only reason I'm saying under is because I think the Titans are going to have a better year than a lot of people are thinking. I think Marcus Mariota comes out balling. Did uh, Deshaun Watson start all 16 last year? Was he healthy all year? Mm -hmm. Yep. He wasn't healthy all year. He was beating yeah. the fuck up, but yeah, he, he played. played. <laughs> yeah, got hit quite a bit. Indianapolis Colts nine and a half. We've all said that we think the Colts win this division. It has to be over if you think they're winning this division. I don't know that I think the Colts are winning that division. But I'm saying over just because that. Yeah, sorry to interrupt you there, right? No, no, you're good, man. You've got. You've got uh, reasoning behind it. Mine is I just want the Jaguars to win that fucking thing. So mine's mine's just emotion. (laughs) (laughs) Jags are up next at eight. At eight or eight and a half. Eight straight up. Think about this. Think about that defense before we answer. Think about that defense, a revamped Leonard Fournette, and a quarterback that's capable. And eight, I'll say over. Eight and eight's average. Eight and eight is average. I think Jacksonville is a better than average football team. Yeah, I'll say over as well. Yep, yep, yep. I'm going to say push because I've been pretty vocal about me saying that I think that they go eight and eight this year. Kansas City Chiefs, (laughs) ten and a half. Over, baby. Over. Over from me as well. Whoop-pow! That's smashing the over. Whoop-pow! Bow, bow, bow! I'm saying saying under. You just love cutting me off. They're I do. On, okay, why? Because they're going. Because they're going ten and six. God damn it! I, I so said you this, said the under. Yeah, I said this like last episode of the episode before. They're going ten and six. Chiefs or sorry, Chargers are going twelve and four, and that's how the division's ending. Hmm. All right, whatever. They have the best offensive trio according to Austin Cunningham. Yeah, but the honey badger right in the stomach, <laughs> right in the <laughs> mouth. Okay, who who's up next is the Los Angeles Chargers, nine and a half over, oh, easy over, easy over. So, what do you think that the, their records are at the end of the year, Austin? Fuck, dude. 
I think they're bumping. <laughs> He'll so confidently smash I that punch. I want to punch you straight in your jugular. Like, just wow, pow. Like, right there. <laughs> I think they both go 11-5, and five, and I think the Chiefs get the, uh, the game over. Okay, so you're saying that they tie just like last year when they yeah. both went 12-4. and four. I mean, they're both just two solid teams. I mean, the Chiefs... The Chiefs' defense is completely freaking different. Like, 100% completely different. Phillip Rivers realizes this is his last true run at the championship. And their defense, man, their defense just got better this year. They got better in the draft. And it's going to be really hard to doubt them. And plus, with their sick new jerseys, I mean, how the fuck can you not play good in jerseys looking that good? Seriously. If you're wearing Damn. baby blue, like, you are you know you're playing well. And those are literally one of my favorite jerseys in the league. Like, that, seriously, one of my favorite. That color scheme, that baby blue, I love when the Royals do it. There's a, a local team here from my hometown called the Web City Cardinals. And they have a baby blue, a red, and a white. So, I mean, just like the St. Louis Cardinals... And they've changed their jerseys to that baby blue. It's just a gorgeous freaking combination of colors, man. It's wonderful. I do. I love it just as much as you do. Los Angeles Rams, ten and a half. If you would have asked me, the, this is how how big of a deal I think that that Frank Clark trade is. If you would have asked me before that trade, I would have said under. Now I'm saying over. He's that good. I I just think that yeah, like, he's that faith, good, Riley. Yes, I, he's yeah. that good. Yes, he's that good. I I thought that the Seahawks were going to win that division, and now I just don't think that they're going to because I don't know how they're going to get the pass rush that they that they need. So we're you don't think they've got a lot of competition outside of the Seahawks, obviously, right? Yeah, I mean, 49ers are just a complete unknown. Yeah, yeah, that makes that a uh, yeah. I'd say over. It feels like every year though, teams that make the playoffs don't make it the next year. I don't think the Rams are going to be one of those teams this year. I think they'll be back. Wait, say say that again. He says that there's a lot of turnover in the playoffs each year, but he thinks that the Rams are not going to be one of the teams that are missing it this year. They're going to be back in the playoffs. Oh, okay, okay. Anywho, yeah, um, I'm saying over as well. Sorry, that wording just confused it. I was still trying to puzzle it together after true stuff. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's fair. I'm thinking uh, about it in terms of that division. Yeah, I think that we all can just. Skip over this one. Actually, no, not really. I'm actually interested to see what you guys say. Uh, this is the lowest win total projected, and it's the Miami Dolphins at five. I'm going to say push. Do you think that the Dolphins have the number one overall pick? I think Cincy does. But you're saying that Dol- or Dolphins have, like, second? Yeah. When was the last time the second overall pick had five wins? Usually, usually it's a two-win team and, like, a three-win team. Yikes. Man. I just think the Dolphins are a better team. People give them credit for vision, but yeah. I mean, I'm still. I'll change. I'll go back to under. Yeah, like their division. The Jets have rebuilt the team. The Bills are up there. The Patriots are the Patriots, but the Dolphins. Ah, yeah. Under. I'm, go- under. I'm going. I'm going under as well. I don't think that they have the second overall pick. I actually think they're they're closer to like the fourth overall pick. That yeah. Especially if Rosen, I mean, because they won't be in as big of a rush to get that quarterback now if they see, you know, if they like what they see in Rosen. Austin, you said you think that they split with the Patriots this year, right? Uh, yeah, they do pretty much every get one. year. Every year, yeah. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Okay. 
Yeah, no, that feels right. I'd, I'd say under, put them about four wins. Uh, Vikings, nine, pushing that over. Over, 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 over. I'm going to say under by default because I can't have all three of these other teams in the NFC North winning 11 games. <laughs> yeah. um, I think that Dalvin Cook's going to be healthy this year, and when he's healthy, this team is – they're so good. Uh, let's see. Who do we got next? The Patriots. We're just going to go over without even hearing the number? No, I want to hear that number. 11. Under. So you're saying that they're going to win it at 10 and 6? Well, I mean, you got to think the Bills, the Bills are piecing it together. The Jets are piecing it together. They always split with the Dolphins. I mean, what's their schedule? One, right of, the there, easy, there. one of the easiest in the league. I don't know. It's hard to say. I, I can see Patriots just seem like 11 and 5 year in and year out. That's like right about, you just copy and paste that each year. Yeah, I'm going over. My the my reasoning is, oh, damn it, they got freaking Nikhil. Uh, my reasoning is because well, here we go. I'm just gonna run through their schedule. Sorry, I'm gonna make this longer than it should be. No, you're good. I actually want to hear it. So start the year off against the Steelers, right? Ooh, that's a tough game. Then they go play the Dolphins, then they play the Jets, and then they play the Bills, and then it gets a little easier with the Redskins and Giants, and they come back against the Jets. At home against the Browns, and then it gets a little tougher here. They go Ravens, they go Eagles, then they go Cowboys, and they go Texans, and then they follow that up with the Chiefs. That's a tough five games in a row. Six, if you want to count. Damn, make that seven. Jets, Browns, Ravens, Eagles, Cowboys, Texans, Chiefs. Out of all those, I still only counted four losses. Who? I think they lose to the Bills once. I think that they lose to the Chiefs. I think they lose to either the Cowboys or the Eagles, one of them. And then I think they lose to both. I don't. Um, and then there was another team I can't remember. Maybe the Ravens. The Browns? Um, I don't yeah, think they, they play do. the Browns week eight. I mean, surely Cleveland's got to figure it out by then. Yeah, they get they got their eight and eight record figured out. It's fine. <laughs> um so yeah i'm I'm still gonna stick with 12 and 4 and the over mm. that's fine 10 and 6 man that'd be tough to win that division at 10 and 6 because i i really think that the bills are in that like 9 and 7 range exactly all right saints 10 and a half over Ooh. 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 <laughs> uh, uh, i'll stick with the over I mean, the only other team you really got to worry about is the Falcons. Falcons. Yep. Yeah. Yep, I agree. I think they're the number one team in the in the NFC going into the playoffs again. It's Buck. It's the the Falcons, Panthers, Saints, and Buccaneers, right? Correct. Yes. Yep. God, the Buccaneers. <laughs> yeah. They're the redheaded stepchild in that group. My God. They really, they really <laughs> are. Everybody always forgets about them. <laughs> All right. Next up is the New York Football Giants at six wins. Under for me. New York Giants. The New York football Giants. Correct. Under. Big blue. Yep. I'm with you. Under they, well. They've just made so many questionable moves dating back to last year. The Lions got snacks. Really, really good deal for Lions. Say they're not going to trade OBJ, trade him. Shock everybody by da- drafting Daniel Jones. There's just nothing about them that gives me confidence in saying that they win more than six games. Yeah. Agreed. All right, New York Jets are now up at 
Seven wins. Over. Last Not year, their win many. total was four or five, four or something five. like that. I don't know, man. I some about Sam Darnold I like. Get Quinn and Williams. But 7-9 and nine just seems like a New York Jets record this upcoming year, right in that range. I'll, I'll push on that one. Okay. I'm going to go over. I think they go eight and eight. Third in the division. Oh. Oakland Raiders, six and a half. Yikes, dude. I, I'm going to go under, actually. Their schedule is freaking hard, and they're super young. I'm really surprised that you went under there. And I think the reason, because I think they get six wins. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's a good number for Vegas. <sighs> I Well, I think that if I, I'm just trying to think this through. If I have the Chiefs and Chargers both with like that 22 wins basically between them, a ten, 12 and a 10, I do think that the Broncos are under. Man, six and 10 sounds right. <laughs> Damn you, Vegas. <laughs> I'm going to go under because they're the Raiders and they have to prove it to me first. Yep. Yeah. That sounds good. Cool. Eagles, nine and a half. Over. They win the Cowboys are leading that division. Yeah. It's going to be the Eagles or the Cowboys that have that wild card spot. Just about yeah. like it is every year with someone from the the NFC West getting it. Totally, for or, sure. Or NFC, NFC East, sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. I agree. Over there. Uh, Steelers, Steelers, eight and a half. Over, they're winning that division. So that's that's a good bet for you. You're saying that that's a that's one you you would put money on. Absolutely, they're gonna come out freaking firing, dude. Yeah, I think they take second in that division. I I think actually at one point I said that them and I thought them and the Ravens would both end up at ten and six. I don't know why you think the Ravens are gonna be so good. I don't know why you don't. Because Lamar Jackson has not shown the ability to throw the ball yet. He was literally, literally like two yards away from beating your Chiefs last year. Uh, he was a Patrick Mahomes away from beating the Chiefs last year. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Patrick I mean, Mahomes. You can't. I mean, of course, Lamar Jackson looked good against Kansas City Chiefs defense. Or looked good against Bob Sutton. Excuse me. I mean, <laughs> shit, right. dude. I don't. I see that this offense is a lot better than what it was last year. I see that the defense lost C.J. Mosley, and they lost the defensive end that I can't remember his name right now that went to the Packers. But I think that Earl Thomas is a huge upgrade over Eric Weddle at this point in their careers, and I just trust the development that the Ravens always have on their defense. Mm. My concern is just their offense. That's the reason why. I mean, the Ravens are always going to have a good defense. I mean, they got a hell of a defensive coordinator. Which I'm surprised hasn't landed a head coach job yet, but it's I'm just I have too many questions around Lamar Jackson and their receiving core, and who's their running back right now? Ingram. They're running their running back Ingram. Well, okay, outside of Ingram, Lu- uh, Edwards. None, none of the other two running backs that they have proved themselves last year. They had so, uh, was it Edwards? Edwards had like 300 yard games in a row, I think. At what the beginning of their middle of the year? around the time that they played the Chiefs? I mean, I'm not saying that the Ravens aren't not going to be competitive. I just don't think they're winning that division. And with as good as the Browns have made their team, I think that's just another tough team for them to have to face. Okay. And the Bengals play them well. The Bengals always play the Ravens really, 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 really good. Especially in Baltimore. 
Okay. Let's move on to the 49ers. Eight wins. Over. I hate it. Wait, it's just eight? Yeah, it's just eight straight up. So you're you're basically saying they're going to go nine and seven. Yeah. Yep. 100%er. Yeah, I could, I could see that, especially Austin with the uh, bold prediction of Jimmy G being in the MVP contention this upcoming year. Should he stay healthy? It, there's so much on the line for them this year. Yeah, I'll say over. Yeah, I gotta go push. I think they go. I think they go eight and eight. Exactly. I can't. I just can't go over. <sighs> All right, Seattle eight and a half. Well, they really just have to throw that half in there, don't yeah, they? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I know. I, I'm going over because I think they go nine and seven. I'm saying under because I think they go eight and eight. I mean, they lost so much on their defense. I'm saying under because I think they go seven and nine. Buccaneers six and a half. Under. I think they're lucky to get six wins. I agree. That sounds right. And if Winston bombs this year, he's out, yeah? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I actually think that this is another one that I'd feel very, very comfortable betting the under six and a half. So you've got the the Bills, Bengals, Cowboys, and Buccaneers. Yeah, there's a few others. The Bears, I feel very comfortable with the Bears. The Vikings over. Yeah. Yeah, there's a few. I can't remember all the ones that we named off yeah. the top of our head. But yeah. Yep, those ones that you mentioned for sure. <sighs> this one's really tough. Titans eight and a half. Oh shit. That's like <sighs> Yeah. I'm saying what, what have we said. Go ahead. What have we done that division so far? Colts so we over. Did, we did the t- Colts over. Texans was kind of split at eight and a half. And I then Oh, I think I think you went under there. I did. And then, I did. And then I think you went over on the Jags on eight. And what yeah. are the Titans again? Eight, eight and, and a half. half. Yeah, I'm gonna say under. I think they get seven, seven to nine, eight and eight. Yeah, I'm gonna go under as well. I, that division's just so hard. There's no way that like all these teams are going over eight wins. Like there's yeah. gonna be one that has to drop off. But I wouldn't yeah. be surprised if they did. No, I mean exactly. I really wouldn't. Me either. That, yeah. I would stay away from this bet maybe more than any of them. Like, I would, might stay away from that entire division. Division, yeah. <laughs> really? Like, like I, I'm out. Like, bye. Yeah, you, yeah you exactly. Would, you, I don't want any part of it. But that, that's the thing with, to me, it's just I'm more confident in Jacksonville putting together what they have than, than Tennessee's. But it, it's, yeah, flip a coin on it. It's a tough call. Yeah. And our last team is the Washington Redskins at six wins. Push. Yeah, I think that sounds push a T, bitches. Pretty. <laughs> I, I think that's pretty accurate. Push. Haskins for rookie of the year. You guys think possibly? Yeah, because quarterbacks win it a lot. I think but... it'll go down between Josh Jacobs and Miles Sanders. Really? I don't know. I don't know if Sanders is going to get enough carries. Hey, I mean, he's going to become the prominent running back. They traded Jordan for Jordan Howard for a reason, though. Yeah, but I mean, I feel like Jordan Howard and Spencer Ware are like the same type of player. Yeah, and you know but I mean? like, and yeah, but the, in there and just tore it up. And Miles Sanders reminds me of Kareem Hunt. Yeah, I love, I I love Sanders. You you know yeah. that we both of us have been very vocal about that. But Eagles just use so many running backs all the time. I just I just don't know if he's gonna get enough carries. I think that Jacobs would win it by default just because of the workload. Yeah, that makes sense. But. I hope so, because I, I really like Sanders. All right, boys. Another successful episode. 
Thanks for everybody for tuning in. We'll be back to our normal schedule moving forward, ideally, to two episodes a week. So thanks for tuning in. And tonight we've been talking football.